Hi everyone and welcome to today's Monday Memo. Hope you had a fantastic weekend or looking forward to the week ahead. And I suppose with looking ahead, particularly as some of us in the Northern Hemisphere here are approaching the end of our summer, I thought maybe it'd be a good opportunity to discuss some of the key trends and patterns we're seeing emerging that might impact how we outlook on our roles and careers within finance and our organisations as well for the remainder of the year. Now, unless some of us have been having such a fantastic time on our vacations or alternatively had our heads buried in the sand, we've probably got some awareness that there's a lot of countries out there figuring out how best to cope with soaring inflation, supply chain challenges, and not just around availability of key technologies like things like microprocessing chips, batteries, etc., but likes of raw materials, food, energy security, and labor shortages, which is a bit of an odd one, having a labor shortage at such a time. But these trends or patterns are seemingly worrying CEOs enough that a lot of them are calling out a risk of various economies actually heading into recession, which again will impact how we adjust our planning and forecasts and report our results in our organizations and help figure out where we allocate our resources going forward. And it's with that in mind, I thought I'd share with you what some of these global CEOs are currently focused on and what they fed back into a recent Fortune magazine survey. And let's start with that topic of recession. 43% of the respondents expect a global recession in 2023. That's only a few months away. 32% have actually been penning it in for 2022, so we may or may not be out of the woods there. And 25% for 2024 and beyond. That is, of course, I suppose, if we're adopting the classical definition of a recession. Then on to the trend around inflation. Most CEOs are expecting that it's going to be around 5.2% for 2023. Let's see when we review and do a drains up of these numbers perhaps in a year's time. Interestingly then, I suppose a lot of the survey questions talk about the thing that's most on their mind because 69% of the CEOs have reported they're experiencing high rates of attrition. Now, I've actually seen this too in some of the numbers that I've had shared with me from the analytical work I've done with a number of organizations. And when you plot them in things like control charts, you actually see that these attrition rates are actually a non-random pattern. So there is some going underneath all of this that is causing these high rates of attrition and it's serious enough that when stack ranked amongst the other reasons or threats to business that CEOs foresee it is actually the number one this talent shortage it's 24% of the CEOs had it as their number one versus 21% respect respectively which is the same for inflation and recession there was also geopolitics and cybersecurity, but they were much lower weightings in the responses so how are the ceos dealing with it in their organizations look it's probably no surprise but 93 percent of them are allowing more flexibility in their work times if i was to put in some other data points i've seen elsewhere essentially most organizations are adopting a remote and hybrid approach to work where It seems on average about 85% of employees are either operating completely remote or spending between zero to four days a week in the office. It's probably only around 15% of employees that are now in our offices five days a week. Some other stuff that they've been doing is 79% anyway have trained their leaders in how to better empower and engage employees. Feedback again from our audience 
suggesting probably there's a bit more work to do there. What we're finding, particularly with the work we've done with our software phonetics, is that they do need this type of software, this sort of operating system, so to say, to keep people engaged, not just do the training and leave it there. So let's see how that one works out. Oh, and if you're interested in stock tips, their three top picks are Apple, Microsoft and Amazon. Probably not surprising because all those three businesses have been able to move from physical to digital products and services, uh, earning strong revenue streams in the physical and digital worlds, which again is probably a, a signal to both playing an important role anyway in, into the future, these bridges between the physical and digital worlds we're in. And in terms of bridging and navigating the times ahead, that's why we bring guest mentors onto the Strength in the Number show to share with you what they're seeing what they're trying out, what's working well for them, where things perhaps they're finding challenges and how they're looking to navigate and overcome those. We're also hearing new ideas. In fact, we've got an interview with a startup CFO that's out next Thursday where we hear for the first time of this idea of the summer office. And I encourage you to listen to the interview. But it's great to be able to share and understand some of the developments and what's going on with other finance professionals and in other organizations out there too across the world. So look, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, we love it when you share it with your friends and colleagues. You can subscribe on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And as always, we really appreciate tuning in today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers. <laughs>